for sale. A house full of memories for millions. The famous home from a Christmas story is on the market. The Cleveland house is for sale to someone who will keep it up. It's a piece of Americana, after all. Brian Jones is the current owner of the famous Christmas Story House. When he put the for sale sign in the yard last week, he said it finally felt real. And it is not a normal house on the market. Sitting on over an acre of property, the sale includes five buildings, including a gift shop and two parking lots. Whoever ends up with this house is buying a commitment. And we can only hope the new owner won't shoot their eye out. We all have a fondness for good memories, especially holiday ones like in a movie. But still, this world is not our home. Pilgrims don't look back. They look forward. And what they see is beautiful, the celestial city where Christ Jesus dwells. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris. Here it is Tuesday, and we're sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we're in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. Last week, we talked about the epic book written by Bunyan called Pilgrim's Progress. It's the best-selling Christian book in the English language after the Bible. So later in this program, we'll hear another reading from this timeless classic that tells the story of the Christian life as a journey with many highs and many lows. Yesterday, we spoke with Dr. Peter Morden from Spurgeon's College in London. He's a Bunyan scholar. And I asked him, why he thought Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress was so loved by people around the world. Bunyan writes as a pastor, and there's something about the idea of journey, the Christian life as a journey, going from the city of destruction to the celestial city, with all the twists and turns that happen along the way. And I think today people really connect with that idea of life as a journey. I think the characters are very real, very vivid, very beautifully drawn. Well, we've been really encouraged here at Haven Ministries to hear from so many friends who've reached out and asked for a copy, in some cases multiple copies, of Little Pilgrims, Big Journey, The Boxed Set. These illustrated storybooks are a faithful adaptation of the classic story and its sequel, that John Bunyan wrote so many hundreds of years ago. The books are well-crafted with a cloth hardcover and gold foil print that is a real treasure that will last for decades to come. And everyone will be captivated by the full-page illustrations that help bring the story alive in a fresh new way. So, for your minimum gift, more if you can, to this listener-supported ministry, I want to send you the boxed set of Little Pilgrim's Big Journey with both parts one and two. Plus, we have a bonus this year with both audiobooks free for you to download. And this is the sort of Christmas gift that will have an impact on the life of someone around you for years to come. So after the program, call us, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online. Look at those illustrations I've been talking about. Watch the video that Tyler Van Haltren and I shot in England as we walked in Bunyan's footsteps and make your gift 
at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And if you already have part one from us last year, we have part two by itself for your gift to the ministry as well. Now, let's open with Sovereign Grace and All I Have is Christ, sung by Aaron Hill. I once was lost in darkest night, yet thought I If all you have is Christ, 
then you have everything. Amen? Amen. That was Aaron Hill singing All I Have is Christ from the Gathering Album by Sovereign Grace. Here on A Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and this is our second day in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. Now, last week, we spent time together looking to God's Word through the eyes of John Bunyan through his timeless classic Pilgrim's Progress. This week, I want us to get to know Bunyan better by going a little deeper into his life. More specifically, how he came to know God's grace to us in Jesus. When you get to know his story, it makes reading Pilgrim's Progress so much more precious. Bunyan wrote about his conversation in a spiritual autobiography called Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners. Or really, the original title was even longer. They did that in those days. The Puritans were experts at really long book titles. So the full title of Bunyan's autobiographical story is Grace Abounding to the Chief of Sinners or A Brief Relation of the Exceeding Mercy of God in Christ to His Poor Servant, John Bunyan. I think I better take a breath there. There is so much packed into that not-so-little title. If the first part sounds familiar, it's from two verses in the Bible. Let me read them to you from the King James Version, which, if you're like me as a young child, that's how I learned Scripture. It's helpful to read these verses from the King James because it's closer to Bunyan's English than our modern versions. First, there's 1 Timothy 1.15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Paul called himself the chief of sinners. And Bunyan, like all of us really, could say the same. The second verse is 2 Corinthians 9, 8, just the first half. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That's where Bunyan gets the title for his testimony. He was the chief of sinners, but he experienced God's grace abounding toward him in Christ. That title really gives a good example of how we ought to see our relationship to God and God's redeeming work toward us. So does the second half of the title, Exceeding Mercy to Poor Humble Servants. Has a ring to it, doesn't it? God's mercy and grace is the freest. We might even say the most outlandish gift we could ever receive. We should be ripping the wrapping paper off that gift like maybe we saw our kids and grandkids do at Christmas. You know, if you just stop and think about it enough... I believe tears of joy can come to you, but often they don't. I know I struggle to receive this gift with the joy I should. Don't we all? But why is that? God's mercy and grace, they're funny like that. It digs at our pride. It tells us that we need something we don't have. They remind us that we're missing something we can never muster for ourselves. We want to boast just a little, don't we? We want to believe that even ever so lightly, we have something good that we can offer God. We don't want his gift of grace to one-up our oh-so-great gift of living for him. Haven't you ever felt that way? I know I have. As we'll see... Over the next couple of days, this was one of Bunyan's struggles, and I think 
We can all relate to his struggles. We've all been there. But until we see ourselves as poor servants, we'll never see the gospel of grace and mercy in Jesus shine in us in all its glory. Until we're able to say with the Apostle Paul, as well as John Bunyan, that we are the chief of sinners, we won't recognize that the whole point of the gospel is that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. He didn't come to save people who had something to offer. He came to save people who had nothing to offer. Let me read a few verses from God's Word that prove this point. We looked at them on another program recently, but they're certainly worth repeating. I'm thinking of Romans 5, 6. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. We also have a picture of this free grace of God toward his people in the passage where God gives his reasons for setting apart the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. Here's what Deuteronomy 7, 7 and 8 tells us. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples, for you were the fewest of all peoples. But it was because the Lord loved you and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Why were they set apart? Because they were more numerous or better qualified? Were they nicer? Were they smarter? Were they more moral? No, it was because the Lord loved them. It was because the Lord had made an oath. He made a promise and God still keeps promises. He shows grace and mercy to poor servants who put their faith in the Savior. Jesus says, all those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. John 6, 37. What do you have to do to be saved? Do you have to be better? Do you have to try harder? Not at all. We simply need to come. We simply need to say with Paul and Bunyan, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. It's not an easy thing to admit. It's humbling. It should be a little frightening, really, when we admit our sinfulness in light of God's holiness. But the work of Christ takes that fear away. Here's how Bunyan described Christ's work for us in Grace Abounding. He wrote that Jesus' head was crowned with thorns, his face was spit upon, and body broken, and soul made an offering for my sins. There's a scene in Pilgrim's Progress where the main character, Christian, is sitting around a table with other pilgrims, and they're talking about the Lord of the Celestial City, their Savior Jesus. Listen as actor Ted Staunton shares the scene. The table was laden with good things. Their conversation at the table was about the Lord of the Hill, what he had done, and how he had built that house. And from what they said, Christian perceived that he had been a great hero in battle. He had fought and slain the one who had the power of death, that is, the power to bring death to the whole human race. 
Yet he had accomplished this with great danger and suffering to himself. They said what Christian had already come to believe, that their hero had achieved victory over the enemy of the race by the loss of his own blood, and that he did it out of pure love for the country. Some of them at the table declared that they had seen him and talked with him since he died on the cross. And they implied they had this story from his own lips, that he has such love for pilgrims in this wilderness journey as is not found in any other person in the universe. They said that he had given up all his wealth and power, stripped himself of his glory, and made himself of no reputation, that he might help the poor and sinful, and provide for them a rich inheritance in a land of fadeless day. They recalled they had heard him affirm that he would not dwell in the mountains of Zion alone. They said, moreover, that he had made princes of many pilgrims who had been beggars. They sat and talked till late at night. Then, after they had prayed and committed themselves to their keeper, they retired for the night. Christian slept in a large upper room with a window facing toward the sunrise. The name of the room was Peace. He slept till break of day. Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris with a section from Pilgrim's Progress read to us by a Christian in Vancouver, British Columbia. He's English by birth, Ted Staunton. And what a great picture John Bunyan paints for us of Christ driving our fears away. The main character, Christian, sleeping quietly in a room named Peace, when we come to grips with the fact that we need Jesus and that Jesus has paid the price for our sins, that's when the Holy Spirit changes our hearts and gives us peace. The Bible gives us one such conversion story in the book of Acts. It's chapter 16. Paul and Silas were miraculously freed from prison, and the Philippian jailer is one question. The story goes, he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately we're told he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. Did you hear comforting words? The jailer has just seen the power of God and recognized that he needed to be saved. Like the character Christian, Bunyan's character in Pilgrim's Progress, he needed to flee from the wrath to come. But what did Paul and Silas tell him? They told the jailer, there's good news. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Well, I think we have much to learn from Bunyan because God showed him so much about his sin and the grace of God. Let's pray together. Let's ask God to teach us to rely on him more and more each day. Lord, thank you for your gift of grace and mercy. Thank you for your poor servant, John Bunyan, who you used to write not just a masterful novel of the Christian life, but to give us such a moving account of how your Holy Spirit drew him to the Savior. 
I pray for anyone listening today who hasn't felt that warm embrace of the Savior who said on the cross, it is finished, that you would draw that person to yourself. I pray that you would make all of us, believers and unbelievers alike, make us all admit that we need what only you can give, what you have given us in Jesus. Help us to see your grace abounding in our lives. And I ask this now in the name of our Savior, our hope, our peace. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Most well-known Christian hymns of all time, Amazing Grace, sung for us on this program by the talented Booth Brothers. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today, and this is our second day in a series called The Faith of John Bunyan. And a special thanks once again to actor Ted Staunton for reading for us today from Pilgrim's Progress. 
Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, the box set with books one and two. It's the perfect Christmas present for the children in your life. I wish I'd had these colorful storybooks for my kids when they were small. Not only are they easy to read and fun to look at, but these books also help everyone who reads them, young and old alike, to further rely on God's divine help in the various trials and joys we face in our lives today. I want to send you a copy or more copies of this boxed set, cloth-covered, hardback, gold-gilded, foil-stamped, Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, for your minimum gift or more to this ministry. And if you order today, we'll include a free code to download the audio versions of both books. Just call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and look at the illustrations that we've put up from parts one and two. Watch the video shot in Bunyan's backyard in England. And then you can make your gift at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. And let me quickly add, we can send this directly to someone else for Christmas. Just make your gift, give us their name with a little note, and of course their address, and we'll cover the cost of shipping and send it directly to them for you. It's always a good thing when you can avoid the post office this time of year. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll share together the great story, It's All About Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Everyone loves a good underdog story, whether it's the comical versions like The Replacements or serious versions like Hoosiers. The ragtag team that has no business winning somehow achieves victory. It usually happens through the heroic determination of a key player at a key time. David and Goliath, that's a true underdog story. Israel was being oppressed by Philistia. Goliath was their champion. Israel was too scared to send someone to fight. They knew he'd lose, and they would be servants of the Philistines. But David, little shepherd boy David, wasn't scared. His faith in the Lord led him to victory. In Jesus Christ, even we are more than conquerors. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.